Caitlin felt like when Alice was too tall for the room today. Her cottage was strangling her this afternoon, and she hung her legs from the knees over the end of the sofa, balancing the dregs of a tea on her chest. She knew she had about a minute until it was past the point of drinking, but she couldn't even be asked to sit up and finish it. The house had a distant smell of breakfast bacon and last night's Finder's crispy pancakes. She gently farted into an owl cushion, but not even this cheered her up. Sometimes Saturdays don't quite work for her, and she felt squashed and fidgety. Having done the jobs around the house, the washing, the window cleaning, the moss on the patio, she'd polished off a microwavable cheese toasty to make it the fourth day in a row that she'd eaten melted cheese, and she'd sat for longer than usual in her window seat, watching the wrens in the bird bath fluttering and bickering. She imagined they were catching up on the week's gossip. Good for them, she thought. The Saturday afternoon can sometimes feel like being delayed at the doctor's. She would always have something planned for the evening, whether it be the cinema like tonight, a play at the local theatre, or even just a walk around the town or the back fields. Her favourite one was to get the bus to the nearest village and walk back whichever way she fancied that day. Sometimes she went on the pavements, sometimes in the fields, and it wasn't weather-dependent at all, mostly dependent on what she'd had planned for tea. Having whiled away the remaining afternoon hours with her jigsaw, Caitlin got the bus into town because she fancied a few drinks. Two-thirds of a fruity and dank 6% IPA before the latest Wes Anderson would be a very suitable, if not slightly ambitious, on a late-30s capricious bladder. It was the sort of cinema that showed the new Batman because it felt obligated. But principally it was about getting the latest Ian McEwan adaptation in front of people, or an animated film about magical Japanese animals. When it had opened after the pandemic, by a couple leaving London, they'd given her parochial town the chance to feel metropolitan, if you could afford £1.75 for a bag of crisps. Caitlin and Linda sat at the window table and complimented each other on their new clothes. Linda had a pair of sandals from sea salt that she got from the catalogue and had hoped made her look like those women that she saw in Antibes. They never quite looked the same without the Mediterranean sun bleaching them, she'd admitted. And Caitlin was proudly showing off her new mauve Lucian yak dungarees that she'd been saving up for. She couldn't believe her luck with them being back in fashion the years of torment that she'd suffered from at the hands of an angry waistband and the going to bed with the belt imprint fossilised in her skin. Beside them, an outdoorsy looking couple were in the middle of some silent treatment. Linda and Caitlin acknowledged it with widened eyes. Whilst Linda was at the bar, Caitlin had heard something about it being his family and not him, but he was sorry that they brought out the worst in him. He had a worried look on his face. An Irish-looking face. Like it hadn't changed much at all since he were about seven. Always like his eyes were on the verge of tears. He occasionally blinked harshly, which probably indicated a contact lens issue, actually, which he had some advice about, but wasn't really the right time. Did I see your Matthew in town last week? inquired Caitlin slowly sipping a strong IPA. 
Matthew's a few years older than Caitlin and now lives in Manchester. He's rarely back home now unless it's a big do. It's not hard to work out how redundant Linda had felt since her final son had flown the nest. Her dusty and filthy old brown Volvo estate was like the local minibus for all the boys in each son's year. Hundreds of young bums shuttle run to and from football, swimming, cubs, cricket, after school revision, and then house parties and nights out in the nearest big town. Caitlin had never been inside the car, but it was legendary with the lads. Everyone knew the role Linda played as the mother of such popular and significant boys, and it left a huge gulf in her life not having them around. Her husband Martin was one of those obsessive golf enthusiasts who just spent hours away from the house playing golf and never really saying much. Caitlin's dad took his own life when she was 19. He'd never recovered from the death of Caitlin's twin brother William who died in a car crash in France when the kids were both nine. Then her mother had died of Covid during the first wave It seems strange to call someone an orphan, but that's what she was now. Linda had brought along a book and it sat between them. It had been a holiday read and had that bent and crumpled look of a book having got wet from the sea, bashed around bags all week in the sun and stained with coffee and ice cream. She was lending it to Caitlin. So did Martin enjoy all the golfing? asked Caitlin, convinced golfing wasn't a correct verb. Well, I mean, he said it was a bit too windy down there, didn't he, sadly? Sadly for who, thought Caitlin. Linda had that perfect blend of marital care, love and support, but also not allowing a limited 65-year-old golfing man to put a tourniquet around her retirement. She knew all the ways to keep Martin afloat, without drowning in his dull love of 18 holes every other day. So have you settled on somewhere then, for your autumn escape? asked Linda, tipping back the final few salt and vinegar crumbs. Uh, I imagine closer to Sky now. She'd seen some folk music video on Instagram and been Airbnb favouriting all week. Suddenly the woman in the arguing couple aggressively grabbed her phone and her bag and just walked off leaving the Irish looking man aghast it silenced a few tables including Caitlin and Linda's the man felt the need to apologise but everyone just awkwardly smiled and tried not to indicate taking sides Caitlin tipped back some more beer and Linda gave her a wink most winks are dreadful Caitlin thinks Linda has a very subtle way of making them feel cheeky or endearing or connecting and this wink just very simply meant and that's why you're better off on your own with your crispy pancakes, Caitlin.